All right. Hi, my name is Cecilia and I am the, um, <laughs> can't even think right now. I am the owner of one of the owners of Sisters Empowered and Sisters Empowered is the home of our Boom XZ is our, um, company underneath us. And then I'm also the executive director and founder of Start Anew, which we um, work with BIPOC women and girls that are justice impacted and or survivors of incarceration. And then I have my girl Donna with us tonight too. So Donna, go ahead. Hey everyone, welcome. I am uh, the founder and CEO of Beyond the Vision. Um, and that is pretty much tapping into individuals, all walks of lives on bringing out stuff that they didn't believe was within them. So challenging them to actually step out the box of self and get out of way of self and, and actually getting them on the path of succeeding their goals and things of that sort. So giving them the resources and, um, letting them know they're not alone you know, and sometimes even though how life be life and um, we just reassure them that they're not alone and um, we can assist them in getting them to their destination or their destiny. And also a brand ambassador of 1186, which is a black owned water company. And it's originally out of Alabama, but we are the ambassadors for the region of Minnesota. And we are in a lot of places here a couple of them our name is solo grocery store which is a black well black community i would say over north minneapolis and also we are in smack shack we're in lotus we're in marathon gas station we're also in st paul um golden time is one of the that they're also black owned and our water is in there. And we also drop off to residentials, um, offices and corporations and things of that sort. So, hello. <laughs> and so with that being said, we have a guest tonight. Um, we always try to bring on a Black business owner or entrepreneur to the show. So, Deontay, you want to tell us about you? Yeah. Hey, um, my name is Deontay Hill. I am the owner of Five Star Exteriors in Minnesota. Um, contractor in the state of Minnesota, helping you know homeowners get roofs, siding, bathrooms, kitchens, etc. Um, you know, new stuff on their home and making homes look great in the city. Awesome. So, how did you get started? Oh, okay. Well, well, really, uh, started out knocking doors um, for other companies, um, and it was. Uh, it was a lot of uh, just really hitting the pavement, um, you know, networking and talking with different people. Um, but I was doing that for companies setting leads, um, windows, doors, bathrooms, kitchens. That was my like script of saying, if you need anything, we can help you out. This is the company, whoever I was working for. And at the time, if they chose to um, take advantage of our services i would just sign them up and then i would send the lead in to whoever i was working with and um, i did that about maybe five to six five to six years um seven days a week well six out of the seven days a week for eight hours um at a time it was during the peak hours of when people were home pretty much between uh like 11 to like eight o'clock at night it almost seemed like but we stopped about six thirty. but anyway 365 doing that, and you know how Minnesota gets. It uh, gets cold, so I got 
tired of that after near the last couple of years. And someone tapped me on my shoulder and said, you know, you could do this for yourself. And I didn't know what they meant by that. Um, I seen a lot of these sales guys riding nice cars and doing their thing. And he was like, well, you know, come on in the sales division and um, see what you got. Um, the only catch was is that instead of making the $15 an hour I was making at the time um, in a little $75, well, whatever, I was grateful for it. So the $75 bonuses I was getting at the time um, per lead um, that would sell, I was taking a risk, obviously, with the straight commission. So I, um, yeah, I, I just, you know, prayed about it, went about it, and uh, I ended up having a talent for it. Um, sooner or later, I was actually teaching their sales for how to sell. And eventually, they were kind of taking notes on what I was doing. And then someone tapped me on the shoulder again and said, you know, you can run your own company. I said, you know, what do you mean again? And again, there was another risk of, you know, doing your own thing and just obviously not relying on a company to back you up with the commissions. So um, taking the test downtown with the GC, went down there, failed miserably because I didn't know anything about window dwellings or how, you know, different codes and it was just so crazy of a book, but I had a passion of just trying to make it. And, um, you know, when you fail, you have to wait a month, pay your money, go study again and then do it again. I repeated that process maybe four different times, actually four different times. I just passed it on my fourth time. The second time was like crazy discouraging because I got worse score than I did the first time. So I was like, man, um, you know, let's do this again. Third time, I just almost got in. Then my fourth time, I passed. And then, yeah, it was just off to the races. Um, the same deal I was doing. I just did it for myself. Well, congratulations. I'm proud of you of not giving up and believing in yourself. You know, life be life in, but mm -hmm. persevering through any obstacle course that came your way. And it always pays off when you're humble and able and believing in your vision to become reality. So. Congratulations. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. A lot of it was my faith. Again, I, I just never knew where or what I wanted to do in life, but it was always something in which, you know, kind of stems around me talking to people. And at the time, I didn't even know that was a gift, you know, I, you know, talking with people, relating to them and obviously conveying information. But, um, you know, bumps and bruises along the way and we're still here. Absolutely. So how would someone get in touch with you? Let's get that contact information. Uh, you, you can call my office at 612-504-2226. Um, I do want to clarify, we are subcontractors. We do work under a general. I was a general uh, immediate, uh, was, but I reduced myself down to the subcontractor. That's where I get guys gathered to do the work under a general. But anyway, it's still the same five-star, 612-504-2226. Uh, you can also reach us at www.5starexteriors2009.com. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's all my information there. That's pretty you got cool. email too. <laughs> you got email too. <laughs> oh, do I? Oh, do I have an email? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yep. Uh, <laughs> Five Star Exteriors um, of MN, so abbreviated for Minnesota, at gmail.com. And then I also have Instagram, Deontay 300 or five star. Either way, forget the Instagram, but you can find us on a lot of platforms, Facebook and all that too. That's five pretty star. cool. 
because I work for a electric company and we actually was talking about the codes. And then once you get the books and everything, they're really, really thick and big. And then they yeah. change the code. So you got to get a new book. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't make it easy by any chance. No. But if you got something in your mind that you want to do it, I believe anybody can make it happen as long as you stick to what you believe, you know, get God placed in your heart and your mind to do. So, yeah, yeah. Because when I when I see successful people, I just for me for me to be motivated and be influenced and inspired, it just reminds me of people that believe in themselves in the mm. mindset. It's just the simple people believing in themselves. So, kudos mm. to you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, I just uh, also uh, Cecilia is actually one of our. Um, you know, <laughs> she gave a chance on me, so I'll be seeing her this Friday on her roof. So yeah, <laughs> fingers crossed that we still have a smiling <laughs> Cecilia. Right. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So you can stay. You are more than welcome to stay with us. We'd love to have you stay with us tonight and throw out your opinions and thoughts on things as well. Yes. Um, yep. So, so I actually got this email today, which I'm was confused. I was like, why are they sending me a letter? But it came from, it's a civil rights newsletter. And they said, and I didn't know about these kind of things. I thought this was over with. They said an agreement was reached after an employer fired an employee because of her pregnancy. What? So, yeah. Girl, oh, wow. so the Minnesota Department of Human Rights announced a settlement agreement with PL Dental after finding the employer violated Minnesota civil rights law when it fired Christina Bessio Holland because of her pregnancy. Oh, mm -mm -mm. I'm like, wow, so they had to pay her. But <laughs> Minnesota, sure. it's been illegal in Minnesota since 1977 to fire people. Pregnancy discrimination has been illegal since 1977. Absolutely, because I sure worked until I delivered. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sure. Somebody's in trouble. Absolutely. Oh, they got to pay. She said, Christina said, I just want people to know that they have options when something like this happens. And don't give up just because one door closes. Keep fighting. Like, hey, Christina, mm -hmm. go, girl. However much money you about to get, the baby ought to be great. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, you know, it's so contradicting because they're trying to pass a law for you for um, abortion things not to be granted. And then you're getting fired for, you know, continue on the pregnancy and everything like that. That's, I don't know. That's crazy. I, I, I got to like, how do they come to the conclusion that that was the case in which, I mean, was it like blatantly, Hey, look, this is the reason, or was it just something like so the story says that she was pregnant with twins and her doctor recommended that she take, leave earlier than originally anticipated because you know oh, you got okay. to leave i think it's 40 what 40 it's a long time you can be gone for a minute and still have a yes. back and then after well after she went to the doctor she met with the office manager and the office manager fired her from her position because of her pregnancy so mm. christina so they didn't grant the fmla then well they fired her. They just fired her, period. But now they lost. So PL Dental, whoever PL Dental is, um, they have to pay Christina three years worth of wages. 
How wow. yeah. making some bucks right now? All right. right. Yeah. When it was cheaper, it was cheaper to keep her. Yeah. 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 And it sounds like they almost yeah. got off light too. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, for three years, because they also had on here that one worker, and I don't know when this one was, received fire for pregnancy, received $97,500 in a settlement with Minnesota Human Rights Department. Like, wow. They don't even got their site no more. So, (laughs) and then Mm -hmm. Coon Rapids Dental Office accused these dentists, what's going on? It's dentals um, that. Coon Rapids Dental Office accused of pregnancy discrimination agrees to settlement. And then Coon, another one. Oh, that must be the same one, probably. But Coon Rapids Dental Office, they settled. I'm like, well, what the heck? They must have got wind of the old girl. Yeah. Well, this was I probably, because I can't click on them because it's not taking me to the sites to tell me what happened. But we do in Minnesota have a... Hmm. I don't know if the number is going to pop up. A discrimination hotline or helpline. So if you're discriminated against, there's the, this little site's not working. There's a form that you can fill out. So there is a discrimination hotline from, and they want to hear from Minnesotans who believe they experienced discrimination. And if they, if she was in a union, oh my, that they back mm-hmm. you up. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. So anyway, that's not like an early settlement, like an easy, quick settlement, like yeah, pretty much. situation. <laughs> what happened to Puff Daddy? What? What didn't happen? So I guess the um, ex-girlfriend had did a lawsuit on him stating how she was treated in their relationship. He was um, verbally, mentally, emotionally um, abusive and um he settled that that was probably like the quickest settlement ever in the entertainment business but now there's oh, other yeah, girls yeah, yeah, coming yeah, out yeah. you shake the tree and Girl, i guess everything's yeah. coming out what's today the 29th of november the 29th. <laughs> well i'm looking i did you know i had to pull it up and it, the last story was from november the 24th that's why i was like what's today and he <laughs> he's accused of sexually assaulting yeah. a woman Yes. Yeah. Dang. And then a week after he settled that, he got accused of raping and physically abusing Cassie, mm-hmm. whoever that, an R&B singer. Mm-hmm. And then drug. Oh, he's wonder he. Well, I guess it's probably good for him to keep on doing these um lawsuits because dude. Yeah, he just better hope no. <laughs> I was like, well, that's mm-hmm. the reason why he settled so quick because mm-hmm. uh, he he lost mm-hmm. endorsements too. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh yeah. Only thing that's left is a Netflix podcast. Uh, Not podcast. Netflix flip. How they did. uh, That's how they got R. Kelly. That thing just kept on going, and it it got on Mm. the right person, and they had power behind them, and end up snatching them up. Mm. I just these entertainments. They feel like they they're untouchable, and they could do whatever they want. I mean. Obviously, that is not the case. And this is not his first lawsuit. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Really not. He just grabbed a couple of them for the month of November, it looks like. That is. Uh, yeah, um, really. Well, hopefully. Oh, that's, that's deep. <laughs> yeah, you know what they say. Like, it's none wow. of the dark. Okay. And I really liked him. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. 
Well, I think I more or less liked mm. him in one of the movies because him, I mean, the guy, probably the guy that played him in um, Biggie or whatever, is it Biggie? Biggie Smalls movie, that guy, because I'm like, because I thought that, and I'm like, I'm not trying to be, you know, be yeah. mean or anything, because when I saw him in Raising in the Sun, I said, this ninja is not a good actor. <laughs> like maybe he just well i lost interest a long time ago for the fact that i seen him for mm-hmm. who he is he you mm-hmm. know greed you can see on a person you can just how he he's moving and just just greed you know and yes he has a lot of businesses but mm-hmm. at the same time that don't give you the power to do whatever you want and have that hush money no 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 mm-hmm. along along with you know um the other entertainments chris chris um yeah it's just uh, a long list of it that's just i'm just so over it oh i think i pulled up the wrong story because this is the one you were talking about the former partner mm. accused of rape and domestic violence over the years hmm. oh well interesting that's too bad well what is your take on you know if it's been happening if it happened 20 years ago 10 years ago and they're now just speaking about it what is your take there should Um, be that i think there is and i think that people well i don't even know because bill cosby stuff it seemed like that stuff should have been way over and then all of a sudden i think right of limitations right before the statue of limitations was about to expire the woman popped out and i'm like so and you know i've often thought about that even when the catholic church was the priests were getting accused and somebody coming out 35 or 40 years later and i was like so why would you wait that long but then i'm like you know what maybe that's, you know, because when you go to AANA or whatever, they tell you to make amends and all this and somebody got to make well, somebody got to make amends and getting to the root of things. Maybe you led this effed up life because Pastor Paul got mm-hmm. you when you were seven mm-hmm. or R. Kelly Not- messed with you when you were 12 and that closure for them, it's the closure. And I had to stop making judgments about that. And I was like, well, I can't, you know, decide when somebody has their closure because I didn't, my closure was different from somebody else's. So I don't know. I can't say how long should it be before a person should be able to hop out there and, you know, tell, Hey, this so-and-so did such and such to me. So I don't, you know, I don't know. Well, that's, yeah, that's pretty true because um, my daughter went through something and, when she finally had opened up to me regarding it, um, it happened when she was five and she spoke on it when she was like maybe 10 years later. And first my thing was, you know, why didn't you, why are you just now telling me? Why didn't you tell me then? But I've also learned that she went through therapy. She had to go through it herself. She had to get her mental right. She had to, you know, make sure she wasn't blaming herself for that situation. So I can understand the time frame of that because I myself went through um, a rape situation. And um, the first thing that really irritated me when people was like, why don't you call the police? I can do that but that doesn't stop from um what already happened to me i can probably stop a person from doing it again but that's still no guarantee 
you know, so I can understand the process of actually mm. getting mm-hmm. to a place to be okay speaking about it because it's embarrassing. Well, I think it is hard, and I think it's really hard for boys because society, especially black boys, got this thing where you're supposed to be tough and all this and whatever. And mm-hmm. I was usually was more worried about my sons than I was about my daughter because I'm like, I read books. And one book I had read when I was in high school way back when, and it was by... um. Claude Brown, I think that was his name, but the book was called Man Child mm. Promised Land. And he was molested by one of his brother's friends, and he was seven. And mm. his brother couldn't have been, well, heck, maybe a teenager or something, but your friends are running around messing with little kids, little boys at that. And then I worked with the guy. Well, we didn't work in the same company, but we did a lot of recruiting and always met up somewhere. And he told his story, and he... I, he told how he had been sexually molested as a child and whatnot. And I thought that that was so amazing. That's probably why I still remember him. That he could share that and be able to share it so that somebody else might want to come forward and share that story about how they had been molested as a boy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, yeah. Some of the uh, uh, aftershock is uh, far long yeah. than uh, yeah. than what you would, you know, if you didn't go through that, you wouldn't understand. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. that trauma. Yeah, which sure. is reminding me that, and this is old, but. I, I don't even know what happened, and I probably really should have looked it up, but I just, you know, I was, like, really outdone about the story. A couple of years ago, when the boy was ab- having sexually abusing, the, the 11-year-old was sexually abusing the little six-year-old on the bus. What? Just a couple of years ago, because I, it might have been at the beginning of this year, but it was a minute ago. And I think we might have talked about it on one of the first shows. The guy, the uh, bus driver... <clears throat> The little boy had been screaming on the bus. He thought they were just fighting. But, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> he had left, left his backpack on the bus. And his mother wanted his backpack, so they looked at film on the bus. And that's how she found out her baby was being sexually abused by this other kid. And oh, the bus driver, all these times, that because it wasn't just one incident, all the times the bus driver never got up to see what was going on. Talking about he thought, or I can't remember, it might have been a woman. Talk about they thought they were fighting. I was like, well, what kind of bus drivers letting people fight on the bus? And you know, mm-hmm. you got these little little six-year-olds, these little, they like babies as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened. I'm going to have to Google that and see what happened. Because I was like, well, the boy that did it to the little boy, he probably got some issues. And I'm not giving him a pass, but I'm like, you are 11 years old trying to sexual sex up a little another little boy. What's going on at your house, or what's going on with you? Not saying it could might not have been his house because you don't want to jump out there and say it's the house. But what happened that made you want to mess with another yeah. kid like that? And then in the a lot of those driver, cases, those like, little boys have been. It's kind of like you know, a, a trickle down effect too. So, with that. Because you're so young and yeah, 11 years old, it's like, what do you really know about all that? And you, what you, what's, what's going on with that? You know, 
that's some further investigation into the household. Because a lot of that stuff stems, like, from, you know, yeah. you wouldn't even know. Cousins, aunties, all that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, you can't trust nobody with the children. I mean, and these days they have access to much, a lot more. I'm an 80s baby than we did. You know what I'm saying? We look forward to go outside and play and, and make up some stuff. And and now it's like social media and technology is just incriminating because there was a situation that I was in my room and this young little girl, she was three. And she ran in and said, mm-hmm. daddy, daddy. Um, she was talking about her brother. He's touching me right here. And she pointed at her butt. Yeah. And come to find out, he has been watching porn and stuff like that. And, you know, it had it got to a place that, you know, of course, the dad didn't allow him to take her to the bathroom anymore or anything like that. So I'm glad mm-hmm. that she mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. in that mental space to go tail at three years old. You know what I mean? Well, so conversations and tell the little kids like Cartier, my grandson, it's like, dude, if anybody touches you, period, because you know how to use mm-hmm. the bathroom and everything, nobody should be touching you at all. And I said, I don't care who mm-hmm. it is. And I was like, dad's almost whoever. Mm-hmm. No touching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no touching. I said, that's I, my dad stopped washing us at two years old. And then um, my best friend, he had got custody of his two daughters, which one is like five and one is like three and they he don't really have them around too many people but they were starting to go to um daycare so i was trying to tell him because i just experienced that three-year-old with that i was like you know you can be protective or i don't be around people like that and this and that but you don't know what could happen in daycare you don't know and then if you're not explaining to them what a good touch is what a bad touch is and who shouldn't did that and not even himself, then you can run into some issues. So he got really mad. Like I was challenging his parenting when I was just simply, you know, you have daughters and, mm-hmm. you know, these days there's a such thing called pedophiles and you, you just don't know these days and, you know, or educating them, you know, well, parents got to be aware <laughs> also, but like I, I was the pop-in mom at daycare. You didn't know when I might pop in. And I am the pop-in grandma because I'm like, I, mm-hmm. I will pop in and see what's going on. In the, I might come in 11, I might come in 1. I might just come in and say hi and leave, but I am that pop-up grandparent and was that mother because you see too much on TV telling you about daycare. And I'm yeah. not saying daycare it's is too many, bad, yeah, but I'm Too many variables, saying, especially you know when you just, you're going through the motions of just, you know, I got to go to work, drop off yeah. the kids, and then pick Don't them up. You're not really thinking yeah. about, you know, obviously the in-between. A lot of people don't. I, for one of them, sometimes lack mm-hmm. on that as well. So monotonous between the job and, and coming home and eating yes. and doing it over again. Yeah. Well, man. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. our mental is like, we have to be providers. We have to make sure they're eating, make sure they have their clothes, make sure they are going mm-hmm. to school. And then other avenues come like, okay, did I cover every base? You know? And I particularly mm-hmm. had put my children in the same daycare my sister yeah. worked at. 
you know, put her, put her in the same class and everything. And so I'm glad that I was able to have eyes and it was a black owned daycare too. But at mm, the same yeah. time, everybody doesn't yeah. have the same mental of, you know, when it comes to children, you know? Well, I don't know as, as a black person, I'm going to tell you, honestly, I don't think that that's a safety precaution mm-hmm. just because it's a black owned daycare. You got to No, I knew, I knew, I knew the owner. Right, because I'm like that's the only reason. <laughs> black mm-hmm. on daycare. Mm-hmm. I was like, guess what? Everybody got an uncle Peaches in the family. Black people just sure do. Just <laughs> that's don't true. Talk about the things that happened to them. Were unfortunately, mental health is getting where more acceptable in the black community in communities of color where we're willing to start talking about that, like our mental health and all these great things as opposed to in the non-white communities where they always talk about that stuff. Oh, Joe over there was messing with the daughters or whatever, but our families don't just, okay, yeah, he messed, you don't tell nobody but God. But I think we mm-hmm. have, yeah, we're going to have to bring that Yeah, up. and I don't mm-hmm. like that statement. What goes on in this house stays mm-hmm. in this house. What? Mm-hmm. You abusive. You nasty. You need help. What? Well, it was just a lot of things that, I mean, we're getting more open now in this, well, maybe in this, the, uh, what is this, the 2020s, we're getting a little more open and talking more because mental health is, it's a big thing. And people, like he was saying, that's trauma. And now that we're coming to recognize that things are trauma in all the colors, because I mean, I mess with a lot of people and, you know different a lot of BIPOC people black indigenous people of color and yeah they we are just not talking about it but now we're finding our voices and we're getting out there and we're saying we don't like this no more we don't like that we want change like the Lakota what I was telling you last time about the the Dakota tribes they want their language taught in the schools and they're fighting to have their language taught in schools also because they said everybody mm-hmm. else's language being taught why can't theirs so and they want their kids to know that language so i mean i just think that's necessary and you know shoot first of all with mm-hmm. this generation i think everybody need to shrink a, th- a therapist jesus god and the disciples because for me mm-hmm. i really mm-hmm. feel like this generation is just so far don't have no filter and very the, disrespect the high schools nowadays and uh it's just uh, you know, and more, even the even lower than that as far as you know uh, elementaries and all the rest of it is just yeah it's getting out of hand Yeah. If the high schools, they so concerned mm-hmm. on vape, I mean, so concerned on the metal detectors opposed to vapes. I must have um, was just went to a jamboree, a basketball jamboree last Friday at Henry, Patrick Henry High School. Oh. And they not only had a metal detector, no. I seen a whole bin full of vapes, like crazy. Like, and I'm like, I even had to express because I had to have teenage boys. Mm-hmm. I said, Y'all with these vapes, do you understand that there's no smoking in the school? Period. Do you not understand that concept? Yeah. And I'm like, this, mm-hmm. this is and, really and, and taking over your mental. Is, uh, it just is not okay. <laughs> at, at 
at, at 14, 15, they just got to have it or they can't yes. coach or, yes. or something. And, uh, yeah, and, and not even that. It's just like, what is it doing inside your lungs? It's, it really, I, I had a little bit of education on it. It's really deteriorating everything. It's even worse than, I think they said even smoking, like how it was, how it's coming out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's people are so anxious. Well, there's a lot of harm reduction things they put out there and say that it's harm reduction. And one of the reasons why I quit going to school to be a counselor is I don't, I'm not for harm reduction, but I still work with clients that use Suboxone and whatnot. I was like, I just don't understand how are you giving, getting somebody hooked on something else, saying that mm-hmm. Suboxone is not as bad as heroin. And I'm not playing. I just was watching, and I know this is a TV show. I'm binge watching Station 19, and this <laughs> lady it, came up. Got it bad. The ambulance and got told him bad. she needed all the drugs on the ambulance. And I'm like, yeah, harm reduction. So you're just telling, letting people go from one drug to another, and yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If if it's not controlled and I can't put it. Right. It's like lay down your street drug and Um, take our drug. That's why the marijuana kind of crossed over the way it did um, and and how it's regulated now. (laughs) Where, you know, yep, exactly. Now it's all good. Now you, same thing with the prohibition, how it was with the alcohol. They found a way to get paid. Um, It's just, it's all, uh, how can we, you know, track you guys to get your money? Exactly. Then we'll say it's okay. Mm-hmm. Right. People got to jump on too because a lot of people suspected that we was going to become legal in Minnesota. They knew this. They kept talking about it. And I was like, so are you going to continue to be consumers or do you want to be the person that's making money off of it? Because mm-hmm. when you go to a dispensary, mm-hmm. there's a lot of white people in that dispensary. You got to believe it. Yeah, it's a lot of white people in the dispensaries. When I was or foreigns, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't smoke weed, but I was bouncing back and forth yeah. from LA <laughs> to to go in the dispensary to bring back to Minnesota. But I'm like, a lot of white people was up in there, and I was like, so basically, you you legalize something, and now, like I said, you knew that it was going to become legal, but. Are you going to have a dispensary as well? Because when it first passed in Minnesota and I put on my Facebook page and I said, mm. this was, they were all, yeah, weed's legal. Da, 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 da. I said, so what does that mean for the BIPOC community? You, you got a dispensary. <laughs> Do you have anything that's going to bring, are you going to mm-hmm. still be the consumer? Well, you still have the street dealers and whatnot, but are you going to be, what are you going to make out of this? And I'm like, so you can mm-hmm. never get mad at the other people because they're making money and mm-hmm. our people are not. And that's um, literally like the gas stations. Well, that's- if you can't beat them, join them. First and foremost, you're not hearing any articles or anything uh, specifying that somebody died off from marijuana. They're, they're Now they're targeting um, an area People are dying off of these pills and Molly and all this other extra stuff that's going on. Mm-hmm. So, okay, why not find capital of this? This is not really our concern. 
you know what I'm saying? Well, news makes money off of drama. They don't make stories. Mm-hmm. People are not trying to read good stories like the man pulled the cat out the tree. They're not trying to read that. They do want to, people gravitate towards drama. And I'm like, if you approach the emergency rooms, you're going to get a whole different story because most of the cases that come through the ER are somebody that's on some type of drug and weed included. And a lot of people think that weed is okay. And I'm like, guess what? It alters your state of mind. So what is okay about something that <laughs> and, alters your state and, of mind? And, I, and it could lead you to something um, else. I got to have weed with some liquor. I got to do it, you know, way of keeping us in a trance. Um, the weed does because I, I'm coming from that side of it to where I was overindulging mm-hmm. in marijuana to where it was just a problem where I couldn't get nowhere. And I was just like, what is the, let me change what I'm doing. And that's actually when everything started happening for me, when I was just like, let me focus my energy on something that's going to help the situation. And uh, a lot of young black men, we have this whole stigma of, oh, I'm trying to be too cool. Yeah. And it's just like, what's so too, what's too cool about being smart and 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 and, and economical to 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 obviously do something to change your life, you know? And and it's just like you're never too cool to do that, you know? It's just that it's time is right now, and a lot of people right. are just satisfied with just smoking a blunt. And another Monday, another Tuesday, it's like wow. So. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, you know, I had to really educate my boys on that. I'm like, okay, so when you wasn't doing that, you was excelling in school, excelling in sports and everything like that. Now you are doing this and you're going backwards. Why? Does that make sense? No. You know, and mm-hmm. there's a such thing as functional, <laughs> you know, drug users, you know. But that ain't you, you know what I'm saying? If you <laughs> that is not you. you, you're not excelling still in that area that you used to when you was not using these things. And you like to be a zombie, like, okay, after you've done that, you're eating, you go to sleep. Get up, play the game, eat and sleep. And then mm-hmm. if you're not working, then you're trying to find a hustle on how to get, you know, yeah. Uh, it's like almost you know what I'm saying. The copy and, copy and, and paste repeat type of thing. And it's just like, no, it's, it's serious for real. They would do that every time. It's just like, I don't know. There's something better than just you know. I, I don't know. It, maybe it's the whole uh, sheep concept. You know what I mean? Like this is my age group. This is just what we do. You know. You know. I, I'm not saying anybody's. You know, we just need a lot more leaders out there that just stand up for doing the right things and and, and normalizing that to be cool, you know? Yes. I really believe if they really had real life skills in school, like one of the classes should be mm-hmm. on how to think for yourself because you're not going to sit, you know, bums run with bums, you know, addicts run with addicts, athletes run with athletes and things like that. And I had to really um, put a perspective on things like that with my, with my teenage boys, what, because mm-hmm. they're 17 and 16. And I'm like, okay, so if you hang around five bums, you're going to become the six. You hang around five millionaires, you become the six. You know, it's all about, you know, you want people to meet you where you at. So this is how you 
treat yourself, you need to treat yourself better because you 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 feel like you're going in an area or around a community mm. that accepts you. They accept you for who you are right now because you're doing the same thing they doing. Ain't nobody doing nothing positive. Ain't nobody, you know, y'all feel like y'all, y'all, y'all at the end of the day, y'all gonna be fighting over a blunt, mm-hmm. so fighting over mm-hmm. a vape, fighting over yeah, a girl, so whatever have you, because that's what comes with that. It is, you know, just like you can be bought up. You know, a lot of people say you're a product of your environment. You know, it's just if you allow yourself to mm-hmm. think for yourself, if you had two crackheads as parents and you've seen the outcome of that, you can go either way. You either that conscious decision on I don't want to be that. So what do mm-hmm. I do not to be mm-hmm. that? Or, mm-hmm. OK, well, my, my, my mom is doing my dad is doing well. Why can't I do it? No, I I think that um, sometimes people, because I got high for over 30 years, and I kid you not, I think that people, if Mm. they see that you make it, then they know that they have an opportunity to make it also. So if you hang out with five bums and you're still the accelerator, then two of the bums, if you don't fall in, then there's somebody out of those five are going to fall in with you and say, hey, look at Look at Dante over there. He's doing so and so. Okay, guess what? I'm thinking I'm done with this. And um, you're showing them something different. It's like being a genuine, mm-hmm. real life Christian that you show people by what you do, not by what you say. And if you if I you saying that you love God, but you don't like that person over there, you don't want to help that person over there, then I'm mm-hmm. in agreement with the Bible. Then I don't know how do you say you love God. And then we have people, because I put this other post up yesterday, because I was curious, and I'm still curious, but sometimes people don't totally, you know, they are who they are. Mm-hmm. You got to let people be who they are. And I said, 52 countries, 54, I think. Africa is a continent with mm-hmm. many countries in it. One lady went on to say that not yep. she went on to say several and i was like several and she said several is more than many and i she went in a sidebar conversation with me on facebook and i told her i said well i think you kind of missed the point because i said what's the difference between several and many it's more than one country <laughs> right I, but the like, point wow. was, the point was somebody said that um how can you your African ancestor something, and they weren't Christian, uh, Christian, Islam, Jew, Jew, Hebrew, or whatever. And I was like, okay, yeah. that missed the whole point it's, because it's, all it, of those it kinda... religions are in Africa. And I said, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it kind of correlates to what you were saying you're earlier an African about the school education. And because even if you look at the map now today. You would think but, Africa's smaller than the United States. <laughs> you know, you put on the globe, you look, yeah, it's just, it's just, yeah. Right. When I went to school, the lack went, of we had, we had life skill classes and whatnot. We had home ec and all those great things. And for some odd reason, people let people take things out of the curriculum and they don't say anything. And I'm like, so parents are the heart that you're the advocate for your children. And if you're allowing people to remove things and you had to go to work, 
or and I get it, yeah, you got to survive, but you had to go to work. Mm-hmm. You wasn't present. Yeah, that's the same thing. The that's the same exact thing with politics. Even now, in the older, table, in the adult realm of school, with and, these right. old laws being passed without you voting or knowing about them, it's a, it's a it's a situation where it's the same uh, uh, idea, but on a bigger scale to where yeah. scale that it actually just it kind of alters the okay well this is the way it's supposed to be you know if you're not educated in knowing you know and in me i i'm i'm trying i need to be more in tune as well sometimes mm-hmm. i just put my head in the sand in the whole situation cuz it gets so you know crazy but um but yeah i i get what you're saying on on that um education part Well, you got to come to the table. And I mean, for the education, yeah. like you can look at, and I'm from the North side and North high, the North side. Well, Henry had a uh, ice house, ice arena. I don't know if they still got it, but the suburbs have ice arenas. They have these games that people come to and they got those things with those parents is out there. They at them meetings, they on the mm-hmm. school boards, they doing what they, what they need to do to get what they want. I can't say mm-hmm. they're doing what they need to do to, if it's right or wrong, mm-hmm. but they're getting what they want because they're present. And right. over here, we have to become present. Even as a grandmother, I have to mm-hmm. continue to say to people that I, I tell people, my kids are grown. I don't yeah, know it's little children, but I do have grandchildren and they're sponges. And like yes. my grandson told me the other day, he said, hell, he said, you don't say hell. G moms don't. Hell, mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? Because I'm trying to stand on biblical mm-hmm. principles, also, and it says in the Bible, you offend your brother, then you should not do that around your brother. Like if I eat pork and you don't, then I'm not gonna come around yeah. you with the pork chop sandwich because that's right. not your thing. But I can go home and eat a pork chop sandwich. So for mm-hmm. him, to say, don't say hell. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? You absolutely right. I'm not gonna say that around you no more. <laughs> And that's a that's a true a statement because for a while, you know, I was living a certain way, you know, and that that, that way was accustomed to what my kids sent because I didn't drink, I didn't drink in front of them, I didn't smoke, I didn't I didn't do none of those things. We was on a, a tight schedule. If we wasn't at church, then we was basketball. Very very busy and productive schedule Monday through Sundays, you know? And so when life happened to me mm-hmm. and then I had mm-hmm. start doing those things around them, I'm like, uh, who are you? And where's my mom? You know? And then as I continued on in the, the new norm, now it's like, okay, well she's this way. And, um, that's actually when life was life in me. That's when, um, they start getting into being curious about, you know, well, the older siblings were smoking, and so they were introducing mm-hmm. that avenue and stuff like that. But I did see when mm-hmm. I altered mm-hmm. what our norm was, that's when that behavior went start trickling down. Yeah. And so even I went back to college mm-hmm. and finished getting my degree because I wanted my grandchildren to know, mm-hmm. hey, it's never too late. Keep moving forward. People, so college is not for everybody, yeah. but I do know this. I lived in a time when people died for you to be educated. So I'm like, I know died for you to be able to vote. So I'm, whether you believe your vote counts or not, get your butt out there and vote regardless because 
these same black people that you say you praise and this and that, and yeah. you don't even well, know your history. I was uh, I was the first one to graduate on my uh, school and go to as well. a good and, school. Um, I got well, I didn't get my bachelor's, like, fell hey. short on that, but I got my AA degree. And just to see my son, even the whole principle of the never giving up and pursuing your dreams and all this, I've seen what it has done to my son. And he's 15 now uh, years old. And um, just him being straight A student. I mean, even him excelling, he got, oh, I got to see. But he's he like, what can we do to work on that? Can we, there, there's there's different things we can do to try to achieve our goals. And, and, and if we need extra help on things, don't be ashamed to say, I don't know the answer. I don't know. And, and, and going after that. Because I, again, I, I'm just, just looking on the outside, looking in of yeah. the situation of what if, I did give up. What if I didn't, you know what I mean? Then what is that kind of saying to, you know what I mean? The, 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 the ripple effect. And I'm glad that God put it mm -hmm. in me to just pursue this passion that I did have and to instill in them on whatever passion they got going on to say, hey, look, go after it. You can do it. You know, you could be the president of United. I'm telling my son, he's two years yeah. old. Well, one years old. And my daughter's four. She got, well, five. She just turned five. But I got three kids and, um, mm -hmm. Even even for them to, to say, you know, you can be the president of the United States. You know, just, no one never told me that when I was that age. What that would have done to me, just hearing that. It, it just opens your world up for so much more. Right, know? right. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I was the first to graduate, too, um, high school and nice. then I got a scholarship basketball and then I went for medical assistant and graduated in that and I was actually pregnant with my fourth child when I you know graduated for medical assistance and literally after he um I had him six weeks later I had enrolled into the and so I was just pressing and pressing and pressing and you know I do explain to my children just because I did this for me and I don't want to feel like you have to, you know, top mm -hmm. that or you anything like that. I just want you to put whatever passion you have, give your all in that, you know, because no one has to do that for you. I can't want it more for you than you want for yourself. Mm -hmm. And I tell you, when you when you change the way you think, there's, that's the difference between a poor man and a rich man is the, the mindset. And when you are able to change the narrative, you know, when they have the generational curses, mm -hmm. is it really a curse? You either learn the lesson or you're going to have that lesson for the rest of your life until you pass it, you know? And so just be able to, you know, because we are so, a lot of parents be so on the bad in their children and then speaking bad, just even the message when I went to, uh, church on Sunday, the message title was watch what you say. And, you know, and you can be praying to God about certain things, but then it cancels everything that you say when you start mm. polluting it, when you start uh, speaking negative things about it, because it's a manifestation of it all, you know, and it's like you're deactivating your faith. Now you are deactivating everything that you just prayed for. You, you're not, you know, you, you, you're back in your flesh. Your flesh is, is, you know, older than your spirit. So it's, it's, it's out to get you. But if you are, you know, 
having discipline and repetition and being consistent on being healthy mentally first. And then it's a domino effect. And I was just speaking to my cousin about she wants to get into detoxing, but however, she smokes cigarettes. I said, that defeats the purpose. You got to sacrifice. If this is, if you want these type of results, that's a lifestyle. Just like I was telling my son, you can play ball, you can play basketball, but being a ball player is a lifestyle, you know? And so with that, lifestyle, it, it it requires discipline and sacrifice and because you want results. It's like you can you it's like no. you working out in a gym and then you leave and go get a burger. That defeated the purpose. You know? And I just told her, she's like, well, uh I'm like, well, you you're not looking for results. What I hear is excuses. You either you know have excuses or you execute. Which one are you gonna do? Sports too, because I can hear it in you. <laughs> the, the basketball, and I, I used to play. I, I played. That's how I got to school. Scholarship to basketball. But uh, yeah, <laughs> you learn as you get older. It's not. It's more than just putting the ball in the basket. You know, it's all those principles that carry through with you. So. Well, I'm a coach too, and mm-hmm. I also referee. And um, learning that when I do coach, it's also life lessons, and you're mentoring, and you. And I love the results of you know growth and everything like that. Mm-hmm. I even have the ones that I coach prior. Um, they always come back when they see me. Hey, Coach D, you know I'm doing this, this, and that. I'm still with this, and that, and that just warms my heart that I had, mm-hmm. you know, dropped a seed in someone's life, and they chose to continue to water it and just continue to grow and things of that sort. And you know, I honestly, I really excelled in basketball when my parents was going through a divorce when I was around 14, 15 years old, and. I poured all my energy into ball and I, that year I became defense of the year. That year I became a captain and I didn't even know I was mm-hmm. nominated. And, you know, I just really put it all in there. It could have went anyway, you know, but because mm-hmm. if my parents didn't do nothing for me, I'm glad that they introduced me to God. My parents are pastors, you know, and at a very young age, God mm-hmm. grabbed me and said, Hey, they, they they know me, but you need to have a relationship with me on your own, you know. Mm-hmm. And I've seen my parents go through crazy faith. And so I was a believer. And then as God was showing up in my own life, in my own circumstances, and still, mm-hmm. you know, feeling like I wasn't worthy of certain things, God was like, I got use of you. I mm-hmm. need you. And, and you know, I bottle your tears. So let's go. All right, you done? You know. So I'm very grateful that, you know, I'm able to, you know, I, I just try to, I don't even like the word try. I either I do or I don't. I implement for me so my it can reflect and be a good influence mm-hmm. to my children. It's one thing to quote strangers. It's another that you understand that you're your children's first teacher. You know? And so when, you know, you don't want to be contradicting to your children, and right. you know when they said do as I say not as as I do that's stupid to me that's like what it's, it's, it's I said okay. that to my kids though I literally said that to my kids because I was a hustler but I told them this is not what I raised you to be what I do do and I really meant that do as I do not do as I say mm-hmm. not as I do because my lifestyle that I had was not for them now because I was a hustler and whatnot 
they wasn't raised to be that and they were raised to try whatever i had my daughter in dance classes and everything else but my hustle skills paid for that and i like i told her don't do what i do do what i say because i want you to do better than me and that was my goal for my kids so i do i'm that person do as i do well now well let me put some emphasis on that because the reason why i said that was that's done because the children are gonna you know they're gonna gravitate more to what you do opposed to what you say because you're um you know you can say one thing but your behavior tells the truth you know I said though, that if, it, if you're exposing them to your hustle, that's different. If you're not exposing them to the hustle, but they know what you do, but don't see it, that's well, different. No, I didn't have no job to pay for those things. They knew that it was a different era that I was in. So, like going to college, what if if I was a cotton picker, and but I wanted my kids to be better, and I said, do as I do, not as I say, because I had a fifth grade education, but I wanted to, and this was my grandmother. She was a maid at the Radisson, and she said, do, don't do as I do, do as I say. They saw her that she worked. She worked at the Radisson, mm-hmm. but they went to college. She produced by doing as I say, not as I do. She produced lawyers and POs and whatnot, so sometimes... Do as I do and not as I say is not a bad thing. It just means that I don't want you to struggle like I did. I don't want at the you same to- time you you are you are investing it in them. I can see if you're just saying that and then showing them different and not, you know, sowing seeds so they can excel further than what you did or what you didn't do. You that's what I'm saying. Like because like the same thing that I was saying prior in this conversation is like, you know, I can, that's like me having a whole blunt in my hand and smoking it in front of my children. It's like, now y'all don't do this. It's bad for your health. It's bad for your lungs, but I'm doing it every day in front of them. What you think they're going to do? They might not do it because a lot of people in the crack era saw their parents smoking mm-hmm. crack and they did not do it because they saw the effects and they didn't want no parts of that. So, I mean, it depends on the individual and mm-hmm. I don't smoke weed. All my kids, well, not I think, most, um, most of them smoked weed. I don't smoke weed. I, that's not my thing, but they do. And I'm like, well, you know what? But hopefully their kids won't, but they might. Because sometimes mm-hmm. people do things that they don't see. They don't feel that it's wrong. And so that's why they're doing it. But no, they just I, I mean, that's true. Though. That's true because I, uh, I'm i sorry. Go ahead. He was about to say something. Go ahead. They're at in their journey. And, um, you know, even looking at your own journeys, you would say you're not where you used to be. And, uh, and, 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 and to be where you're at, you would condone certain things of what your behavior Absolutely. has become. Yeah. today you know you, you get what i'm saying as far as the do what i do is you say because you knew better but then you decided to do better but you but you know you didn't want them to be yes. exactly where yes. you were at back then where you were knowing mm-hmm. you could have did better so i get i guess that's kind of what comes to mind when i'm hearing this conversation Well, yeah, absolutely. Because I just recently had to tell my mom because there was a situation in the family and she was like, I didn't raise you guys like that and everything like that. And I was in a household that wasn't drinking, smoking, cussing, none of that, you know, but we all have to think for ourselves. And I, and I'd expressed to my mom, I said, mom, never second guess what you have given us as far as the tools, but we have to make that choice on our own to apply those tools when life hits us in that way. So don't, don't take away from your 
parenting because you know a lot of a lot of people directed to the parents that's too much on the parents i didn't raise them that way they had uh life just like we lifed it and they chose what they chose but that doesn't take away from the tools that you did provide to them the good upbringing that you did provide to them the the seeds that you planted within them you know we all have to take accountability for ourselves so that you're absolutely right Cecilia, when it comes to you know um being that person to think for themselves because yes there were some boundaries you know i may have smoked or whatever as far as weed and everything but uh uh-uh, i'm not smoking crack i'm not doing none of that tools, though, you know what i'm saying so it, it definitely is a case-by-case case individual thing and what it could potentially do for you um to alter where you're trying to head to so um if, if you could see mm-hmm. the future on you know what you've been through to where your kids are at and you kind of put your mental on absolutely age or whatever they're at so do as i do or do what i say however y'all just said it but i get what you're saying you do what i say right right so they can avoid those pitfalls of 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 the the, the knowledge that you acquired to, but you know uh, not necessarily do what you have to do at the time but to avoid to uh to do so they can be better um at, at uh, the point of time mm-hmm Absolutely. I have to say this as a certified peer recovery specialist through the state of Minnesota, that (laughs) once people get away from the fact that, um, at least if you smoke weed, if you smoke crack, if you smoke meth, if you shoot heroin, if you drink liquor, you are altering your mood. It does not matter what you, you cannot be thinking you're different than that person out on the street because you just getting high a different way than they get high because right. God, if you believe in God, you know that God made, he already gave you a natural high. So wherever it comes from that you, and I hear a lot of people say that, and I try to, even when I'm working, they just ask me, can you work with somebody that's on Suboxone? And I was like, first of all, I don't even know what that is. So... <laughs> But I'm not going to judge somebody different because I smoked crack and they smoke whatever they smoke in. The, the, my end result on that game plan is, okay, hopefully let's all not be doing whatever we're doing. And hopefully we'll add some time to our lives and get some things back in order and get that natural high back. And so many people are always saying, well, they smoke or they do math right. and these blues or whatever these things are. And I was like, huh? Right. But you smoke weed. Well, weed is different. What is different about changing your mind? What is different about altering your state of mind? You just yeah. you you inhaled it through some cigar paper. They you picked your poison. Arm. Yeah, they picked your poison, and it's still poison. It's going to kill you at the end of the day. So there's basically no difference except, and that which brought me back to, for the BIPOC community, the mm-hmm. people that are owning gas stations, they're BIPOC. They came to this country and they're getting it together. They got gas stations. They got restaurants. They got, well, now people are trying to get some food trucks and whatnot. But they got these things. And Mm -hmm. black people love them to death. There's a few of us out here trying to run our own businesses, show our kids, pass on some generational wealth. And then there are some of us out there that are fussing because these people came over here and got whatever they got. But they worked for it. They're working for it. And even and this is way mm-hmm. off the base but the uh, the pride movement those people came out there and got what they wanted we want some pride we want 
this, we want to have that. And it's to say for us as a people that if we want to have these things, we then we've got to quit whining yeah. and get out there I think and that's get what, what we need to get. To, if we would have put more effort in uh, getting 40 Donna's acres point, in a mule, which we was like uh, sacrifice, you know, discipline. Yes. Um, some of these families, like foreign families, will stay together for years and years on end to save up to get a gas station or a house or or, or this business yes. going or whatever. So, you know, we're, we're too quick to, or, or they also, I was yes. telling actually a couple of friends, they'll, they'll have a community of mm-hmm. five different households to where every single month they donate money to that household. And then it's just like, then they do another circle around to the next household. And then they just, they save up amongst all of them. And um, I was like, dang, why can't we do that? Because always, exactly. yeah, yeah. Cause it's all, but I, I, go ahead. Right, they create their own emergency assistance. Well, a lot of it, no, I think a lot of it is because now we want to say, well, Christianity is the white man's religion. And I was like, how could it be when it came from uh, the the disciples was not, well, they could have been light-skinned, but, and there could have been a white mm-hmm. one in there, but them all 12 of them was not white. That The country that they from just does not call for that. And to say that it came from a white man. And so looking at those people, uh, the beginning people, they moved them tents together. They didn't put them kids out. We all got our 12 tents. Jacob's family, mm-hmm. we all got our 12 tents over here. When I move, you move just like that. They went, when they went to Egypt with Joseph, they all went. And now we're over here in this country, and this is a Western thing. And you got 18, you got to go. Well, how is somebody 18? Well, because you don't want to do what I want, the rules in my house. But yeah, you do gotta go get your own place but otherwise why would you put your kids out at 18 some people because a lot of a lot of the culture they are implementing how to survive and not how to live and you know and 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 if you are accustomed to seeing your parents working a nine to five and check to check you know what i'm saying and they're not expressing to them okay this is what we're doing to make sure you guys have this and this and that you know the basics the bare minimum but you know if they're not seeing how to go get land you know and you know and, and just the business aspect of it all you know because you you see it in the um caucasian culture and the in all different type of cultures you know how they implement business you know even in the word of god it says mind your own business it don't say mind this mind that mind your own business and i really um actually like that i was able to come across that in the word of god because you know god is amazing and if in and most of the time it comes with the mental of of it all you know and but they the, the pressure is just like the pressure now in this generation, they are taking on adult issues as kids. In the, in the Western hemisphere over here, other places don't do that. Just this country right here. And white mm-hmm. people really don't. America's lazy. They don't put their kids out. They go to college because when they're born, they know that that's where they're going. My kids are going to college. They're saving for this. And it's not. Well, and guess what? Black people used to do that too. They saved money. They did what he just said. They 
had households together where they were putting together. And this is, we mm-hmm. had stores like corner stores, Mr. Rubens over South on 38th. Yeah, I'm, I'm I South love Mr. Rubens. Well, yeah, yeah. Somewhere the ball got dropped. I'm a <laughs> well, I, I started over South, but mm-hmm. I've lived at several places, but Mr. Rubens and all these other stores that were out there and even over North, there was upon a, there was a time, but somewhere the ball got dropped. Yeah, how people are fussing like, well, other cultures got this advantage. Well, they don't got they. Everybody equal opportunity. Everybody got the same twenty four hours in a day. Exactly, because resources do not discriminate. They now now they got rid of affirmative action. People are maybe you won't be able to go to that white school because they don't need you there. No, but Mm -hmm. go to the black school because they gonna take you there. And usually you might get a better education. So. People just, once we step away from this color thing, and I mean, I get it. It's a lot of stuff that goes on that you can't, it's hard to step away. And it won't just be us stepping away. It's got to be, become a universal thing in the United States. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Then maybe if people start going out, getting their resources and whatnot, which is what Sisters in Power does. And um, so we are, Getting to that time of the evening. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, um, again, yeah. well, first so of all, I want to say thank you for having me on the show. Um, I really appreciate the the the, um, the good conversation yeah. we had here. But uh, Five Star Exteriors in Minnesota. Um, and again, we're just here to make sure your home looks beautiful. And, um, you know, also from that hailstorm, a lot of the homes were affected. If you don't know your <clears throat> paperwork and your options, um, we'll be gladly to go over that with you for free. And, um, so you can make an educated decision on your home. So six, six, one, two, is my personal line, but and then you have six, one, two, five, Oh, four, two, 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 six, which is the office www.fivestarexteriors2009.com or www.fivestarexteriors.com. Um, of mn at gmail.com. All right. All right. So, again, thank you guys. I appreciate you guys. <laughs> well, you can, <laughs> you can come on here anytime you want to. And I just got to let y'all pay attention to these messages. So, Donna, talk about your business. Well, beyond the vision is um not really up and running the way i like it to be but however god is good i'm trusting the process and a lot of um in that in my business will be like you know etiquette for the um the um the youth you know especially the young women you know out these days you know understanding that a bonnet is not a hairdo or pajamas. However, um, (laughs) seeking into the purpose, you know, be able to, you know, bring things out of all walks of life and put them on track to their destiny and destination. So being a part of that. And also 1186, you know, God is the living water. So actually 1186 is actually um, the owner of it is a pastor. And so under every cap of that of the water actually has a scripture. So we do deliver to the homes, residential and also offices and corporations. And you also can, if you're at um, um, Smack Shack, 
any location, Lotus, any location, um, Marathon Gas Station, which is also black owned on Broadway. We are there. Solo Grocery Store is also um, having us there. And um, yeah, that's just what we're doing. And I didn't mention it earlier, but I am looking into publishing my book, which is called The Day I Met Me. So like a, it's going to be more so like a self-help book and how to think for yourself, how to believe in yourself, how to forgive yourself and things of that sort. Okay, sweet. So I forgot to mention also the Donnie. Donisha, her first granddaughter was born today. Um, Lyric had a beautiful baby girl, and I told her I was going to give her a shout out. So she is now a grandma. Um, Start a new Sisters Empowered is having their next BIPOC Expo. It will be on February the 10th up at North Commons, 1800 James Avenue North in Minneapolis. We are dedicated to bringing resources, education, career opportunities, and services to the BIPOC community that they may not have known existed so that we can level out the playing field. Sisters Empowered is also the host of our show tonight, Boom XZ, which since we're taking over now, we're probably going to do our next show, not this Wednesday, but the Wednesday after. So stay tuned for that. And well, we're going to, after me and Nicholas edit this one, we're going to probably put it out there. We're going to get this show out before the weekend is up. We're going to upload it and do the editing and whatnot and get that up there. And then also we have, I'm the executive director and founder of Start Anew, which we work with BIPOC women and girls that are just as impacted and or survivors of incarceration. We are getting ready to start our next It's Okay to Be You group in at North Commons, also 1800 James in January, I believe on the 11th. And then we also have our group over in St. Paul at the um, West Minnehaha Recreational Center. And that's on Tuesday nights. The one in Minneapolis will be on Thursday nights and both groups go from five to eight. And if you know anybody that needs our services or whatnot, they can come visit our website, which is www.startanewmn.org. And our phone number is 612-223-1305. And if anybody's interested in being a vendor at the BIPOC Expo, that they can go on our website, Sisters Empowered, well, www.sisters-empowered.com. And um, they can sign up to become a vendor. So um, it was good having you guys. Tell me, what are you going to do for self-care this week? Um, Well, before I do answer that, um, put me down 1186 to be a vendor at that event. And um, I am going to uh, uh, get me a, a nice deep tissue spa. Time uh, self care. That's what I'm gonna do. Just getting and then um actually get back uh registered for the YMCA. Get back on my exercise yeah, and things as well. Health is wealth. So I am doing that. Trying to stay consistent as much as I can. Yeah, doing it. And uh, I also would like to learn more about being a vendor as well at some point. Awesome. 
Okay, awesome. check out the website. But yeah, hit me up also because I can't think of that phone number right now. Right. But it was great right. having you guys. And yeah, take you guys out. Have a great day. Great night, y'all. Absolutely. Stay safe. Love y'all. Yep. Don't leave. Absolutely. Don't leave.